have asked where I got my stunningly handsome good looks. Uh, truth is, I got my looks from my father. Uh, he was a plastic surgeon. Thanks for joining us today. You're listening to Laugh Again with Phil Calloway. When I was a kid, I couldn't stand golf. It looked agonizingly slow. Watching cheese mold looked more exciting. I loved hockey, but baseball, golf, and gymnastics bored me. So I invented full-contact gymnastics. No, I didn't. But I finally tried golf for myself. It is a horrific, dreadful, and gruesome game. And I'm just talking about some of the pants the players wear. It's also a fantastic game that I've come to love. Ah, friends, I have shot nine, yelled four, and written down three. But I must confess something else. I hope you won't think me a terrible person for it. When I see seasoned veterans blow it, I want to get up and dance the Macarena. I am that encouraged. It's not that I'm cheering their demise. It's just that they suddenly seem like me. When their ball goes sploosh, they offer me hope. You know, I love how the Bible is crammed with stories of saints who threw their clubs and landed out of play. Take Moses. The Egyptians found him in a huge water hazard, the Nile River, not knowing that he would one day lead their workforce away. But Moses didn't want the job. I stutter, he told God. And Moses wasn't alone. Abraham was a liar. Paul was a murderer. Matthew worked for Revenue Canada. Yet these shared one thing in common. They fell, they got back up. They hit water hazards, they dropped another ball and kept swinging. And God used them in mighty ways. Kind of gives us hope, doesn't it? The first golfer we read about in the Bible is the Apostle Paul, whom theologians believe had about a 30 handicap. (laughs) Listen to his words in Phil's revised golfer's version of Philippians 3. But one thing I do... Forgetting what happened at the last hole, I look forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Sunday mornings of my childhood were spent in church, listening to great preachers, singing wonderful hymns, dreaming of golf. At times I thought just maybe God was real and God could use me. But I knew he couldn't. After all, I'd sworn and swiped stuff and I was only five. I knew preachers and hymn writers were on another spiritual plane altogether. They were like pro golfers. I held them in awe. Once a month during communion, we sang a hymn. I still remember the words. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. I didn't know the author had hit his share of sand bunkers and water hazards in life. I didn't know that his story would one day give me hope. William Cowper, who wrote those words of grace and assurance, was plagued by insecurity through his troubled life. Cowper suffered a nervous breakdown, attempted suicide several times, and was even confined to an insane asylum and straitjacketed for his own protection. Throughout his difficult life, he was haunted by the fear that God would one day turn his back on him. On his deathbed, however, it is said that William Cowper looked upward with amazement on his face and said, I am not shut out of heaven after all. The words of his hymns have comforted and encouraged millions for centuries, offering hope to people like me who have struck out, doubted, and failed, but long for the day we will see our Savior face to face. Can you relate? May God remind you today of what he can do through the most unlikely of people. He loves you and will use you. Commit your failures to Him and press on. 
Laugh Again, we're fueled by encouraging stories of God's work through this ministry. Ian wrote, This segment made me tear up with a smile. Thank you, Brother Phil, for making me laugh, especially while I'm at work delivering mail. To share your testimonial or to bless Laugh Again with a gift, call 1-844-663-2424 or visit laughagain.us. Laugh Again, truth bringing laughter to life.